you can giggle along because of our hilarity. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're the only human who can't. But <laughs> he's a guest, not a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> not a wooden Indian. He has ears, <laughs> <laughs> and he's starting to have loathing. <laughs> he has ears and a heart, guys. Okay, and a heart. <laughs> Yes, this is Ear and Loathing, episode 56, or as we like to call it, episode 50, Chris. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what could that mean? What could that possibly mean? That's called foreshadowing. Professional broadcasting. <laughs> That's right. So we are Ear and Loathing. We are the Gitmo Bros, the number one rockers forever. And we appreciate you being here. Now, let's get right to it, because we have a lot of activities today. First, I would like to say hello to my foxy pal. He is the media darling of Aaron Loathing. Say hello. Hi, I'm George White, and I'd like to uh, announce an exciting new collaboration with uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville on the Universal City Walk. Ask for the cheeseburger in paradise and tell him George from the Getmo sent you. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Setting us up for, uh, did you run that by uh, Saul Ginger Breadman before you were given authorization to, to announce that? <laughs> I didn't. I'm probably going to get a letter, you know, and a call to his office and, you know, yeah. sit down and sit down, George, like that kind of thing. You're probably going to get a letter from Jimmy Buffett. I know. <laughs> Who's doing what now? <laughs> Oh wait! Be associated with him, you guys. <laughs> someone's knocking at the door. Yeah, oh hi! Oh, it's Jimmy Buffett. He's serving us with a cease and desist. <laughs> oh, Jimmy! <laughs> and he's got nothing to say because he's so pissed. <laughs> he just has the legal document. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, all right, and calling in from the North Star, he's my North Star. He's George's North Star, and he's every parrot head's North Star. Is that what they're called, parrot heads? Parrot heads. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you say hello? Baringa! At 18, I registered for the selective service. And while I was never selected to be serviced, they still got my phone number! (laughs) (laughs) I hate it when that happens. (laughs) All right. Well, guess what? We have a special guest today. And you know what? what? I'm just going to let this guy introduce him for us. Here we go. One of America's uh, great legends, a cherished musical legend. I, I hope my uh, enthusiasm is generating because I love this man. I really, I mean, if you can love a man, I love Chris, Chris Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this fucking pro is shit. Wow, I went Liberace for mine. I don't know if that was that's where I went. <laughs> I'm going to fix that in the edit later. You just called me in for a Foley session or whatever that is where I have to like, you know, dump it, baby, loop it. George, A, say Chris Jackson, and B, walk through these dried leaves. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, I feel like this is kind of like when uh, Keith Moon joined The Who for the first time. It's like, finally, like this is... Oh, the the band's together. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sound. That's the sound in my head. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait. 
It's our attorney, Saul Ginger Bredman. He's handing you a cease and desist. No, you're not part of the Gitmo Bros. Stop. This guy's trying to profit share already on his first first appearance on the show. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I'm surprised that people can find the Gitmo HQ so quickly. Even people who work for us, they seem to be showing up with great ease. That fucking TMZ guy. I know. He's everywhere. Oh, he's up by a helicopter. He's selling us out is what he's doing, fucking guy. <laughs> hey, I sold your address, baby. Hell. <laughs> Hey, TMZ guy, loose lips sink helicopters. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it's the only way. I get out of my dreams and into my car, huh? <laughs> All right. So, Chris, uh, let me tell you about him a little bit, and he can also tell you about himself. But he plays bass True. with a couple of my bands. Nice. And that's how we met. And then we sort of brought him on as the guy who helps me edit the show. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a... I mean, a monumental, like, you want to talk about torture. Imagine editing this show. <laughs> and so I got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. So I, I hand over, like, half of it to Chris, at, <laughs> and he finishes it for me. And then he also does our social media. You know, that, that very rare occasion when you see something from the Gitmo Bros on social media, that's Chris doing that. For better or worse. Yeah. yeah. Thank and you, Chris. For, for better. And, and Chris, let me apologize, because I'm guessing 65% of the problems are from me. <laughs> <laughs> 65? I, I don't know. Yeah, you, all, right. you all bring your own special <laughs> twist to the table, you know? <laughs> oh, there's another thing that Chris doesn't know. Okay. Now, mm. I don't know if you remember, Chris, but back in 1987, you were abducted by a, a voodoo priest. <laughs> <laughs> I think Aaron knows where this is going. <laughs> vaguely familiar. Uh, yeah, and then at, at one point, your dad was desperately trying to get you back. Oh. And so... I don't know if you know this, but there was actually real recordings made back then of your dad searching for you. Wow. So, and I, and we, I have them here. So this is kind of like a "this is your life" moment. I, I would love to. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, so, oh my yeah. gosh, so, I'm intrigued. Here's Chris's dad trying to get his son back from the from the voodoo priest in 1987. Chris, Young Chris. Wow. It's a poltergeist? What is that? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? The Believers with Martin Sheen. The Believers. <laughs> Me and Damon saw that movie in the theater. Like, in 1987. Yeah. yeah. And our, our biggest takeaway, like, I don't remember anything about the movie except for the fact that and Aaron and I have been riffing on this since ever since that day was Martin Sheen running around screaming Chris. Chris! <laughs> well, now I got to watch that. Yeah, wow. I was not alive yet, so... Uh. And luckily, that someone put the trailer online, and sure enough, at least six of the Chris's are in the trailer, <laughs> which means there's probably about 48 of them in the actual movie. Chris! Oh, my God. Sounds a lot like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we allowed to talk about your dad and all his, his fun excursions into the music industry? I, mean, like... I don't know if it's going to top that, but yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Chris's dad worked at the uh, at Sunset Sound, right? Yeah, yeah. Sunset... He's done a lot of other things, but that was like kind of... His main gig. His coolest, most like notable era of like thing was at Sunset Sound. Yeah, that's all we say. want to hear about. By yeah, the way. you don't want to. You don't care about his TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he, like, let's name some luminaries that he worked with. Uh, he worked with. Uh, What's his discipline, Chris? Uh, he's a recording engineer. Nice. So yeah, uh, he worked with Prince. He worked with Stevie Nicks. He worked Fuck. with Congo Boingo, uh, Los Lobos. Um, oh, uh, by the way, shady character. Yeah, yeah. And with he, Shady Character. He worked with Shady Character post-George, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, because he worked a, really world. closely with uh, Howard Benson. So, oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he uh, he's recorded the like La Bamba theme, the Los Lobos version, not the original. Right, but, right. Uh, that was that's like his double platinum that he has. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's been around. He's he's that dude. He, uh... Fuck yeah, dude! That's yeah. fucking awesome. I mean, that was that uh, La Bamba was a huge fucking movie, and it's just surprising that it translated fucking at all. Uh, but yeah. like, it translated to people who didn't really even know about music, really, and nobody cared about the big bopper. <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of your dad, it sounds like he has a more interesting story than you. Is it too late to get him on the show instead of you? It's <laughs> rush hour. Call in. So... He call in. Yeah. <laughs> you have a print story. Anything. <laughs> If anyone out there is interested, he did do an interview at Sunset Sound like less than a year ago, and most it's mostly talking about his time with Prince. He spent like a month with him, um, and so yeah, that's like out there. It's a pretty long interview. I think I watched some of it. Oh, I've seen those the roundtables. Feel like yeah. I've seen. Oh yeah, that. yeah. So I think I've it's seen my that, yeah. dad, and then it's this uh, like photographer who's like just a huge Prince head, and then one of the engineers who works at Sunset Sound now, mm. and yeah, he just. Kind of wow, talking about him. Jesus. Yeah, I've I've met him. He's a real nice guy. So, all right, let's get into this because we have a lot of uh, torture to get to. Yeah, and we, Chris, actually, we are going to have a little uh, fun game at the end. But we, you, as you know, when you're tortured, you have to save that till the end. You have to yeah. earn your your game. You have to earn <laughs> your your uh, battery powered Battlestar Galactica flashing dot light game. <laughs> so, so. uh the last episode where we had a guest, because we have to go into the other timeline, as you guys know, um, sure. it was episode 49 with Mr. Josh Pickering, Hello. I think, and he was the last one. And let's see, uh, who went first? George went first with Reba, is that correct? Yeah, with Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> and so that means if you follow the alphabet that the government wants you to follow, that would be Aaron would be first. Does that sound right, lads? Hot right, stuff. Aaron, Damon, George, and then back to A. Yeah. That makes sense. That Everyone, that makes sense, right? It still makes yeah. sense at yeah, episode yeah. 56. It still, yeah, still makes, sense. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we could get a guy named Larry in here, and he could take a turn if you want. <laughs> but let's just skip all the way back to A. <laughs> anytime, I, anytime I hear Larry, uh, the name, anyone ever say Larry, I always think of one of the many things that Damon and I watched in addition to Chris when we were growing up was uh, Police Around the World. The police, it was during the Zenyatta Mandata tour and they were like 1980, right? Yeah. And then one of the, one of the, and it's their, their live show, but all over from like LA to Egypt to India, everywhere. And, and, uh, they're there and Sting's rocking, 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 rocking. And you could start to see that Sting is not happy and he's upset at somebody it down front. And he's fucking looking at him, look at him. And then he starts to say in the middle of the song, he says, I'm going to get you. Yeah, I'm going to fucking right. kill you. He's looking at a guy, he's pointing, pointing, pointing. And then he turns mid verse, he turns and he goes, Hey, Larry. <laughs> and it's very like, like sounds like he was from like Tucson or something. <laughs> and he said it. There's no, no, no hint of an accent. <laughs> he's trying to get the bouncer to come and get this kid. Anyway, I always think of that. Uh, parenthetical story about that. Chris, were you over when I, when we watched that? Yes. The DVD. Yes. Okay, so I bought the the remastered version of the Police Around the World, by the way, which mm -hmm. comes with a CD and a, a movie, which you think is the original movie, and they both look and sound fucking fantastic. I really, if you're a police fan, you should get them because, like, the CD in particular, the audio is just incredible. Of course, incredible live band, but 
that great scene, one of the most me- the most memorable scene is what Aaron just described, where he's yelling at the guy. Apparently, the story was, I guess, the guy was throwing mud at him. Right. Oh, the guy in the audience, As and then to the point where Sting spits on the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's really like kind of. Out of character for the kind of lute playing mellow <laughs> gold rocker we know now. It suddenly becomes a Newcastle fucking Geordie fucking ass yeah, kicker. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they cut that whole sequence out. That song. It was a do 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 da 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 da. Was the song they were doing. It's not in the in the video anymore. Really? So they, yeah, they replaced it with uh, a the same concert, but uh, don't stand so close to me. I yeah. think. And then we tried to find that clip on YouTube, and it was really hard. It's, it's shadow band, I think. Weird. So, yeah. Because I had sold that whole segment to my friends who I brought over who hadn't seen it yet. And then there's one great scene where Sting just freaks out on the, and then they just, it's gone. Yeah. So weird that I would choose this one to bring up based on hearing the name Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. That's, Sting uh, has a brand, guys. He's got to protect it. He has a brand. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes him look like a badass. Like, I don't, why, he doesn't look stupid or like, he didn't even, he doesn't even look like he's out of control. And he continues to play, by the way. He doesn't miss a, a lyric or anything or exactly, a bass note. Exactly. <laughs> Strange that they would remove it because he only looks cooler. Oh, the on. happy ending was after Larry had sorted out that troublemaker in the crowd, Sting said, hats off to Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Professional Full circle. <laughs> Call back. All right. So, Aaron, do you want to walk this up? Oh, do we have a theme song or something? Are we? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You know what? Okay. So, Clem, will, will, he'll check us in later. Yeah. To the, to the oh, kibitz yeah. corner. Yeah. But we do have to go down. We, have, we do have to go down. Go on, go on the, in the torture oh, we got to go to the torture chair. chamber. Yeah. There's so, Chris down there. So much activity. Chris thought he was going to get away with not going down to the torture chamber. I went on a Larry him. run. Sorry. I know. <laughs> Aaron, when we're off the air, I'm going to talk to you about your Larry chunk and see if we can kind of like, <laughs> dial that back a little bit. It's wise. All right, Chris. Now uh, buckle up and, and hold your butt. Torture chamber. Okay. I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Suffering. Anger. Pain. Torture. All right. So now that we're down here, I believe it is time for Aaron to walk it up. (laughs) All right, Chris. uh, So here's a little bit of a a front loaded uh, chunk on this because it's, Kind of comes to bear. Okay. In 1966, 67, and 68, the Grammy Awards had a an award called the Best Contemporary Rock and Roll Performance. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> to distinguish it from like classical or something, or yeah, distinguishing it from pop. Uh, I was trying to figure that out, and luckily yeah, I found that right. the, the Recording Academy used these categories to distinguish contemporary rock and roll recordings from traditional pop, which had their own best pop vocal performance categories for male and female soloists, then duos and groups. So like an ass ton of them. But it's kind right. of fruity, the best contemporary rock. Like, of course, it's contemporary. It, happen, it just happened. Right. But whatever. <laughs> just make you think of, um, of uh, what do you call it, uh, Bing and David Bowie. Do you like contemporary music? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Some of the older stuff, too. Uh so uh, so now in in 1967 when the ninth Grammy ninth annual Grammys came around celebrating the music released in 66, the best contemporary rock and roll performance category was jammed with greatness. <laughs> Who? Huh. The Beatles, Eleanor Rigby, Good Vibrations, The Beach Boys, Last Train to Clarksville, The Monkees, Cherish, The Association, Monday Monday, Mamas and the Papas, and then wow. this song. Now, uh oh, even if Cherish beat those songs out 
I'd go, hey, look, you know, fuck. It's a, it's a great pop song. It's totally corny. But okay, another dumb decision by the Grammys. But you could see fucking, that, though. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I can't see this, and I'm and I'm upset at I'm upset at this. <laughs> it didn't so, win, did it? Did it win? Yeah. Yeah. What? what? Yeah, making making this more violent and awful. <laughs> oh God! Now I've got a list of a bunch of other stuff uh, that was released in that year in '66 that this beat that wasn't even nominated. So from time to time, I'm just going to yell out. Other things, <laughs> other things that uh, that were uh, overlooked in favor of this. Now let's just start it, and then we'll just pick it apart. And luckily for all y'all, it's about two and a half minutes long. Okay, so <laughs> let's 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 play it. My walk up took longer than the song itself, so. <laughs> but I felt I had to give it some context because it's fucking stupid as hell. <laughs> Is it worth saying the artist or anything, or you just want to start it? Let's start it, and and it'll just upset everyone and. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, here we go. Fuck this song. It sounds like a scurrying down Gitmo memory lane. What the fuck? This this is a okay. This is in the the rock and roll category. Yes, yes, dude. (laughs) Fucking yes, it is. It's like a paper towel commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Some asshole whistling, selling brawny. It's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. And this song is called Winchester Cathedral. Yeah, it's a song by the New Vaudeville Band because that was a fucking thing we were aching for. Wait, that's their name? The New New Vaudeville Band. Yeah. It's a what, British. What a, good, what a good rock and roll name, too. I, so fun. Like, what the fuck is it doing in this category? Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's a British novelty uh, group that doesn't need stating, probably, but established by the song composer Jeff Stevens. Now, fuck Jeff for a couple of reasons. One of which, he's one of those dicks, G E O F F. Oh, stop. Yeah. Jeff. Shut Jeffrey Giraffe at Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> and it was released in 1966. Now, this song was fucking big. It was number one in Canada. So, you know, I'll, I'll love to the Great White North, but that's kind of not surprising. But yeah, like, come on, get it together. But like, made serious dents all over the place. Now, anything that starts the way it just did and then comes in with all that fucking whistling is enough to make you want to jump off <laughs> the fucking top of the Winchester Cathedral. But let's, let's, I'll bet you that you're not anticipating what happens next. So let's just play it. Okay. And by the way, Chris, if you want to lean over and it's, it's the actual um, music <laughs> live they're on Ed Sullivan or something. Yeah, yeah. And they're all sitting around whistling this bit, but they all they also all have like kind of like mutton chops and stuff. Like they're like they're in the Civil uh, War. Yeah. Yeah, they're from Vaudeville. It's so fucking <laughs> awful. Like this, like the 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 tone of it, this is like the Love and Spoonful tried to pull shit like this from time to time, where like oh, it was just right. like, like yeah. what are you fucking like? Is it, what are you a riverboat captain guy? <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> you know, and and that's more or less what's going on here. But these guys are really like they're like a riverboat captain taking it real serious, and mm. and the guy who's about to sing, it's very funny because I guess it's. When, when he goes to sing, he's singing, playing trumpet, and whistling, and he doesn't know which one to fake more in the, in the, 
<laughs> so he, he's just sort of a choose your own adventure as it goes. But and is G E O F F singing? Geoff. Yeah. Geoff. So let's is it here. So let it let it let it come. Could be a rock star. Could be Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> the song beat good vibrations, by the way. Beat good vibrations. Jesus. Looks and like Eleanor Gomez. Rigby. It looks like Gomez Adams. <laughs> yeah. He does look like Gomez Adams. He's got the gloves and the, the Yeah, and he has his hair, hair like plastered down yeah. side to side. And Alfalfa. it looks like he was. It's Alfalfa yeah. hair. He was combing his hair with the Exxon Valdez. <laughs> fucking awful so like so it's already like horribly annoying like you like you run across the room to throw the radio out of the house (laughs) and this was massive not just massive but fucking a hit and then was like enough to then get a nod for a grammy like it shouldn't have gotten into the conversation right comedy record maybe yeah because it's fucking insane yeah at the 1967 grammy awards they should have used this music as like interstitial, you know, moving sets around or something. Exactly. Or, or cutting to a commercial. It shouldn't be seriously in the running for any award. Yeah, like fucking, something like fucking Laugh-In or Soupy Sales or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Soupy Sales was way more punk rock than this. But like, you know, they're, they're, you know, one of those dudes, like the Dean Martin Variety Hour or something, as they were moving, as you say, moving sets around, it would be this so that it's not going to upset the Teamsters, you know, not going to upset the old ladies. <laughs> and by the way, I love that they're doubling down on this riff. Yeah, dude, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshat. Yeah. I dare anyone to do a paper towel voiceover while this is going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, you know, not only paper towel, but also one of those those cartoon bears who were talking about Charmin. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. How it's softer on his bear ass. They, they all have sore asses. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the conceit is just like, hey, man, you got a sore ass? <laughs> like, I can't believe we're talking about it now on TV. now. <laughs> It's a cartoon right. talking about fucking roids. I shit a lot. I'm a bear, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of hair back there. And, you know, I'm I, I just telling you that... <laughs> Are you like me, a bear? I got literal dingleberries. What do you think I eat all <laughs> <Yeah>. day? <laughs> so, like, imagine this. This is fucking the height of the 60s. Right. Like, this is fucking good time, good time throwdown going on. Let me tell you something right now. Fucking Paint It Black came out this year. <laughs> One of the wickedest songs ever done. Wasn't the the first Doors album out at this point? Fuck yes! <laughs> yeah, wait, what what Beatles song was it? Eleanor Rigby. Oh, Eleanor Rigby. So, so oh, we're nothing Eleanor yeah. Rigby. Yeah, it's fucking Revolver as a whole. <laughs> God shit. damn it. This song. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. And they knew the Beatles' phone number. They knew that they existed as an act. They put them in the noms. God. And dude, the worst part, the worst part. Hasn't even shown up yet. Oh, I know. So. I know exactly what you're referring to, and I haven't mentioned it yet. I want I want everyone to enjoy Have you heard this song before, Chris? No. Okay. Well, I, not consciously, at oh, least. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Prepare for extra joy coming your way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, here we go. God damn it! Yeah, he can't figure out which one to do. No, yeah, he's right. <laughs> but doesn't matter. That, that's video. Who cares? But it's more like you're right. Now they're tripling down on this riff. Yeah, and like, well, you know what I like, guys? I like the energy of this song. It's really, I mean, it's it's popping. This was number one adult <laughs> contemporary Billboard, number God. one Billboard Hot 100, Hot 100. 
fucking UK UK had it a little bit together and said nah let it go to four maybe but like fucking it like all over the world fucking the Dutch understood it the fucking New Zealanders fucking did Rhodesia got it got it to number two wow it's all over the world not Rhodesia yeah fuck. yeah not, not Rhodesia say don't say it ain't so, it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, let's play it now, now, hold on one second. As I say, play it. Uh, th- there is a world in which, like, I'm a, I'm a Herb Alpert fan. Like, he was cool as fuck. He looked rad. He looked like fucking a movie star. He looked like Robert Conrad, almost. Like, he was that handsome back in the day, and he slung that horn. And he played, he played like, you know, Herbert Alpert in the Tijuana Brits. Yeah, so like... There's some corny things happening there, but it's slick and it's sort of sexy. It's like, it's like Monte Carlo music, you know? Mm-hmm. It's he, he would be playing in the clubs that we would never have been at, you know? We would have been at the whiskey, da-da-da-da-da. He was playing at, like, slick nightclubs and stuff. So I'm not afraid of a jaunty bit of business. But this is fucking, it's fucking annoying. It's like, <laughs> it, it really sounds more like there's nothing cool about it. Not, there's not a, a, an ounce of coolness to it. And it, only, that, and it goes from there, no cool down to someone dug a ditch and jumped down in there and said, is this cool? And it's fucking less cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the Herb Alpert comparison. It's like the Beatles would do something psychedelic, like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or I'm the Walrus. And then some schlub band would come along and do a song called like Cucumbers of My Mind or something. And it was like this <laughs> really stupid attempt at, you know, amateur attempt at, at psychedelia. Yeah, right. And and that's what these guys are. are well, Herb Albert can do this. Why can't we? And then they just right. completely flail around with this because this is like Benny Hill music or something, isn't it? It's more like Benny Hill music than the slick cocktail. Yeah, this is him like Benny others. Hill, like peeping into a girl's locker room music. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, at least exactly. he had the he had the foresight to have like you know uh, police women and garter belts running around <laughs> to this music. Yeah, gazongas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we just know. have these nine douches. <laughs> There's like a hundred dudes on stage. Yeah, the, the new vaudeville buttholes are on stage. I think there's like six or seven of them. Yeah, like, wait, is there a vocal many. or anything? Yeah, 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 dude, is there a yeah. vocal or anything? Yeah. And well, by the way, when when the vocal starts, Georgie, remember that you asked for it. <laughs> yeah, be, be careful what you wish, Mr. Limpet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> That's Gomez Adams, by the way, doing that. <laughs> He's singing through a big bullhorn. He's doing a Rudy Valley yeah. kind of thing through uh, the megaphone. Yeah, so that's what you're hearing. To answer your question, George, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Winchester Cathedral, <laughs> y'all bringing me down. <laughs> Roland an Gift. Roland Gift was, was influenced. By him. <laughs> Who's your guy? Uh, mostly the NVB. <laughs> Fucking Jeff. <laughs> Jeff from the NVB. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever catch the NVB? Jeff. <laughs> she, she drives me crazy. <laughs> like no one else. <laughs> All right, here we go. Come on, Jeff. You're bringing me down. You stood and you watched out. Something, but you didn't try. 
he's singing to the cathedral. He's singing to the building. So <laughs> about what though? Yeah, is, what's the building? The the building watched his baby leave town. Right. Uh, so the building was supposed to stop to, her. I guess like right. topple on her or something. <laughs> Jeff Jeff is positing a world in which Winchester Cathedral is a sentient wingman <laughs> who's fucked up. <laughs> Who fucking like <laughs> cock blocked him or something, <laughs> and and so he's he's a lunatic uh, 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 Yorkshireman, and he doesn't know and he doesn't know things, and he and, and he believes that like the world needed to hear, and I'm fucking wrong, I guess, because I like I would I would fucking ran him out of the studio along with the fucking butthole from Fallout Boy, who thought it was a good idea to do fucking <laughs> that other song again, and and it's 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 a fucking atrocious and. What leads it even stranger is that one of the biggest backers they had back then was fucking um, what's his what's his nose Peter Grant the the manager of Zeppelin. Oh, like prior to Zeppelin, he was running around like pushing these dudes and getting them gigs and like making things happen. And so this dude Jeff wrote this song and recorded it with studio guys. And when it came time, but the song was a hit, and so they had to put the act together and. Uh, so that's what this is. So it's just depressing all around. Um, why would you it write is. a song about this? <laughs> why would you do a Rudy Valley imitation? <laughs> even then, <laughs> it's even somehow less cool then than it would be now. Like it'd be like you could imagine. I don't know, like Mumford and Sons doing something like this, and people are like, oh, well, listen, you know, yeah, the Decemberists yeah. or something, sure. right? But sure. then in the world of fucking break on through the other side. And fucking tax man and shit, and fucking tomorrow never fucking knows. You got this, this lump of coal. <laughs> I think the cathedral just said nah. <laughs> like you go, girl. I got you. You're better off without Jeff. Yeah, right. Like he 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 heard the song. He saw Jeff with his Gomez hair and just went skedaddle. I won't stop. He's you. not looking. Go now. I can see everything from up here. Go now. He's not looking. <laughs> He's looking at his megaphone. He's trying to figure out how to tune it, I think. Get out of he here, He can't honey. figure out whether he should whistle, play his trumpet, or pick up the megaphone. So while he's, he's distracted, <laughs> scooch. He's washing his mutton chops. <laughs> yelling into the wide side of the megaphone, honey. That's what Jeff's up to. Uh, all right. Okay. When The funny thing is, is like I've heard this song many times on oldies radio, and even <laughs> I, I didn't know that this song was about him singing to the fucking church. You know? Yeah, the building it's itself. It's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> I've never heard it before in my life at all. Me neither. Wow. And there's a guy in the background with big giant glasses. You know, <laughs> who like the Mike Mills of the band. I can't see what he's playing from this angle, but I'm going to assume it's the bass player, just because. Bass players are the nerdiest guys in bands. True. Yeah, True. I said Absolutely. that to two bass players. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, he is, look, he is the bass player. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a dorky bass, too. Right. He's got four strings and very little else going on. <laughs> he kind of looks like if Marshall Crenshaw got his ass kicked every day. <laughs> He's a broken man. <laughs> I'm in the fucking new vaudeville bozo band. All right. 
and now they're doing a little skit. I'm, I'm saying this is video, but the guy the guy behind the keyboards is now holding up little little props, and they're and they're having an interaction. And at this point, even though it's a minute and a half in the song, you don't give a fuck about anything, right? No, and why would you? Not. Like, imagine yeah. <laughs> imagine being like. I don't know some some chick who dialed in like all fucking like barely keeping her sexual desires together. She's online hardcore thanks to you know the performer she really is enjoying. She goes off. Yeah. Yes, fuck. You tuning in to Ed? You know I'm gonna see it. You know after the juggler gets off. You know <laughs> I'm gonna see some serious fucking tight trouser action and fucking these yabos show up. <laughs> God. She's like, I, I tuned in to look at Mick Jagger's bulge, and I see it's guys from my dad's moose lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandmother's going, oh, vaudeville, great. <laughs> New, they say. Oh, my gosh. This ought to be good. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really, like, have a problem with, like, the nostalgia vaudeville kind of thing. If it's done in, like, a fun Wait, yeah. Like Tiny Tim, it, I, I'm not a Tiny Tim fan, but like that was interesting. He was interesting to like look at. He was a it was almost avant garde. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was just performance weird. art. This yeah, is what just is this guy doing? Flat. Closer to home, like the Kinks and even the Beatles were doing mm-hmm. songs like this that were well done. Yeah, right. You know? Right. Yeah, there was a sense of craft to him, and like this is just it's like it's it's so crappy, and then it went it it got over. That's the thing that gets yeah, me yeah. like. Fucking hell. Like, it's it's incredible what was overlooked in favor of this. A well, well-worn comment of mine on this show is there weren't enough kids with money to make this a hit. Right. Exactly, A lot of dude. adults like, bought this. And, like, and it reeks of, like, payola or something fucking strange. Like, <laughs> yeah. somebody lost some money and, like, a guy said, like, it was like a mob thing or something. Like, something weird. Peter this, like, trying to sounds f- like he was... You know. Oh yeah, no, he was, he was a real life gangster, but like I don't know if he had pull with the Grammys, you know. Yeah. I mean, because Led Zeppelin was trashed everywhere they went sure. by the critics at the time, but like, hold on, I'm coming. Soul and inspiration <laughs> by the Righteous Brothers, Uptight by fucking Stevie, everything on Pet Sounds, fucking Blonde on Blonde, Bob Dylan. <laughs> you don't have to say you love me by Dusty Springfield, like all of this shit, fucking Sunshine Superman. California dreaming, <laughs> oh, river deep, mountain fucking high, like all of these, like this, this song couldn't fucking drive these dudes to the studio. I'm wondering if just because it was 66, 67, and there were still enough people from the old guard, just old people who still just wanted to hear Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. And this was so, kind of maybe. closer to what they wanted to know about. Maybe there was just enough of them still voting in the, in the, for the Grammys. It was it the Academy or whatever. It can't be disconnected. It has to be partially that. I mean, there's just yeah, no way. Why the rock not. and roll thing, though? Why the rock and roll category and then put this in it? Maybe it's like they're, them it doesn't being make any sense. contrary, maybe, like Damon's saying. Like someone saying, like, yes, we will say that it's, you know, for at least a couple more years. I mean, it's telling that they no longer had this award after the year after this. Yeah, what's the point? Like, they just stopped <laughs> just this. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you're gonna give it to this fucking bunch of humps, like they, they the other one, it's like, oh god, yeah, no, it's 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 no big deal. Just leave off everything else from Revolver or fucking Sounds of Silence. Don't put anything yeah. on that record. No, <laughs> leave it Who off. Who needs it? Who needs it? Yeah. They they changed the name of the category the next year to this song sucks category, <laughs> <laughs> which they still give out today. <laughs> Commentary. Do they? Come on, <laughs> provocative. And you thought Millie Vanilli was the biggest mistake. (laughs) (laughs) There's always something worse, you know, always.
It seems like we've been listening for like 25 minutes, right? It's only a minute yeah. and a half. We're into this yeah. song. God. Yeah, let's just play it because I can't fucking think about it anymore. Shouldn't they have had a fucking bell at that part along with the kick? Like a ding, ding, ding. ding. Like you said bell and then you just did the fucking kick three times. Like, come on, you guys. It's fucking show business 101. Would that have sold the song for you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're going to be stupid, (laughs) be fucking really dumb. Uh, Winchester Cathedral. Terrible. They should have had like priests come out with like smoking purses and stuff to you know something a cathedral spice it up doesn't it have like winchester cathedral is a church am i wrong about that yeah 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 yeah. i mean i don't know if they're pulling those kinds what you're talking about i think that would be a different discipline for them but like the point is made you fucking live it up a little bit yeah i'm the guy who wanted lyrics about michael jackson's cock in in a song so (laughs) don't don't listen to me you say that about most songs (laughs) that's true (laughs) what about some vitiligo dick (laughs) <laughs> I have one note more vitiligo. <laughs> Gee, Damon, this is uh, uh you know we're we're, we're talking about uh, sounds of silence. Are you sure you want to? <laughs> hmm. This is a uh, Tori Amos's sexual assault song. Are you sure you want to? Okay. <laughs> visceral. Yeah. All right, let's play it. You're me down. You stood and you watched out. Sweet bill, though. Uh, who knew they would go back to this? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got to go. I got to get me some lemonade and a straw hat. <laughs> off. It doesn't sound like a fucking it's... riverboat captain. George, while you're up, grab me a sarsaparilla. <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> you got to wear a seersucker fucking like thin suit. Yeah. And repel ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this song might have been a hit. But they did dick all with the ladies. Uh, I'm going to say it. The Gitmo scurrying down memory lame song is better than this. Oh, my God. It's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah. Also, this is just a me thing, but the guitar line actually might be my least favorite part of this song. (laughs) The way it ends, it's like, like not on the, not on a cool note and not on the right note either. Just like a bad note. Just a note. He's, he's a half off at best. Yeah. (laughs) Shut up. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the crowd went wild. So let me guess, no more hits from, from the NVB after that? No, that's accurate. But like, just want, but why? Like, I guess it really falls. This is one, like, we do, there's so many different vari- variations of the shitbox songs we do. And some of them are like an affront. And this one's, this one's more of like, just so dumb. And like, why would you? Why would you? And like, you got a fucking Grammy for it. So like, it was rewarded. You know, it was <laughs> rewarded by... The powers that be, which assured that it was going to sell more. It's only like two million albums in the U.S. of this single. <laughs> That's ridiculous. To who? Fuck. What decade or whatever is vaudeville like originally? 
Is that like the tens and twenties? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like I don't know. I feel like because if we're going off vaudeville, I guess it's like that's what a lot of it did sound like. But I kind of chalked that up to just like yeah, microphones like just happened and like fucking they didn't know what to do with it. Right. <laughs> but like th- this is in the middle of like one of the best eras of music ever. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem fun to be in this band either. No. You know, at a time where everyone was getting fucking baked and laid and fucking torn and frayed. I think the Moody Blues had more fun playing Sorry. I don't think so. I know so. Yeah. I mean, they wrote a whole fucking song about it. Yeah. Dude, for real. Oh, God. All right. Well, there you go. New vaudeville band. With... I'm not sure that was a song, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like background. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Like nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna hear, I hear. I heard all this terrible stuff, but I really didn't hear anything. I'm not sure they ever started the song. It's just you like, heard it all, and you heard nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's like background music, or I. It's very strange. Yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> all right. Well, as you guys know, if you follow the traditional alphabet, after A for a dog comes B. And then I believe C, followed yeah. closely by O, oh, nothing, D. Oh. I, I didn't know where we were going with that. Yeah. So. <laughs> For Damon. And it's my turn to torture our pal Chris. Love it. I'm going to take you guys back to 1986. Okay? Mm, this is always a shit year. <laughs> I just already don't like it. <laughs> and it's from a department. It's from the. Set phasers to stun and fingers to blast department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as I start the song, you boys are going to be regaled with some lyrics and a photo. So here we go. Okay, so obviously this is the Star is this, Trek theme. Is the Star song. Trek theme song. Is this Michelle Nichols singing? It is. Good call, George. <laughs> Michelle, <Yes>. fucking <laughs> R.I.P. You know. Yeah. yeah. Didn't she just die like a couple months ago? There's a chunk of her flying through space right now. Yeah. yeah there's a yeah. There's they a big. There's her... a documentary. Her son ripped her off and is fighting with the manager or something. Oh, or yeah. It's one of those things, like a Stan Lee thing. You know, like a... <laughs> like part of her ashes made it into some into the International Space Station or something like that, or in a satellite. Right. Yeah. I wish the chunk of her that recorded the song had been <laughs> shot into space. <laughs> all right, let's I like wow. the chunk of her in this outfit. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, all right, very very foxy woman for sure. But uh, let's let's hear more of this. Because there's a lot. Hey, am I reading this right? It says, Nichelle. And the album is called Out of This World. And then it says, Featuring Gene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to get to that. I was going to get to okay. that. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. When you will journey through time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like that thing. Isn't there on the show, doesn't she sing in you know, the 60s part? She sang... Like a thing like this, she was singing to Spock or something. Yeah, I think she like she's entertaining at like in the in their ten forward or whatever their lounge is called, and she starts singing about Mister Spock and the pointy ears devil or something or yeah. There's a lot right? of, a lot of episodes where they assume 
alternate characters or something. Like they're in a different universe or, or they go she back in singing. time. Yeah, she was singing. He played the lute in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be, but just because you find yourself in the 20s doesn't mean that you have to suddenly turn into performers. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I do I, now. I think Spock did Winchester Cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing like an Eartha Kit kind of. Yeah, for sure. Thing with her oh. voice. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Bob, Bob. Nothing about this production doesn't say 80s, right? right. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's like what the hell is this happening? Is, this sounds like when Yoko Ono announced like John Lennon's you know birthday wishes or something. Hello, people of Earth. Do you guys remember that? You know what it sounds like? Her voice. It sounds like I was just sort of phasing in and out of uh, of attention, and it sounded like the image I got was that somebody was running a vacuum cleaner in the house, and they get a little bit closer to you. <laughs> for where you're sitting and then they move away and they go into a further room and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it goes off Aaron's watching TV Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry move your feet <laughs> <laughs> talking about who was just the oh it was um nat nat king cole on the christmas on the final christmas episode about his fucking mic control and what he was doing treating the space between him and the microphone chris your your father be all over this like yeah. treating the space between him and the microphone as a full-on instrument in addition to his voice oh yeah just being this beautiful control 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 yeah nichelle is unaware of, 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 of that <laughs> Doesn't know there's a mic in the room. Just <laughs> yeah, or is, or is feeling self conscious maybe or something, you know. And who can yeah. blame her really? But like, gee. So, well, it is 1986, so Damon, that means. Um, yeah, I'm sure there was no cocaine involved. Cocaine in decision making. <laughs> now let me tell Aaron, like uh, Eagle Eye Brit, what's going on with that cover. This this album was originally released in 1986 under the name Uhura Sings. And then, and then, guess who died in 1991? Big Gene, Gene Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry. And so, guess what? Someone decided, well, let's let's slap this thing together with a new name, call and call it Nichelle Out of This World, and then featuring Gene, which I listened to Gene. It was so fucking stupid. I don't know if she wrote it for him after he died, or or if it was from the original album. I'm assuming like it was sort of like let's slap this one on, you know, to, to capitalize on Gene's death. It looks so funny, isn't it? Isn't it also in quotes? It's hard to see. Yeah, it uh, is. Fe- <laughs> featuring Gene. Gene. If that's your real name, yes. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> so this was a. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those quotes are little eighty fours or something. What is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah Stars. What is that? So wait, this was a whole album. It is. And so, are they all Star Trek? A lot of them. Themed? Yeah. Okay. There's one called. There's one I listened to called. Uhura's theme okay. that has nothing to do with Uhura at all. I think they, I think they just slapped like Star Trek names on these Got stupid it. songs. Sure, sure. Got it. She's doing uh, some enchanted evening. It's okay. not. A, yeah, Got there's it. just there's no charm 
in this like sometimes like we've talked about it before the the, the bill shatner album the right the right. transforming man or whatever it's called transformed man transformed man right 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 so that's that's like funny and and, and endearing this is yeah. just stupid like bad 80s production like yeah uh, as it goes on they have to they keep flipping from you know one casio sound to another right you know, like just the, it's like they didn't have enough coke at the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like the guy who was producing it goes, "Hey, look, I got thirty six sounds on this Casio. They're not going to play themselves." <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Casio is going to give me uh, extra time over at the racquetball court <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I use all these sounds. <laughs> who wants to hear Calliope number two? <laughs> Gene does. Look at Gene. Fuck you, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's going to get through this verse, and then, uh, unfortunately for you boys, the creme de la creme is at the end. So we got to okay. we got to make our way all the way through. Is it four minutes? What is it? <laughs> um, I think it's like three and a half. Okay. At the end, Michelle says "vodio do" <laughs> <laughs> through a okay. through a megaphone, <laughs> toilet paper roll. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I don't know who she's talking to. It sounds almost as if she's talking to the nerd Trekkies when she goes, um, yeah, I did read the lyrics. I'm not proud of that, but I have to do my job here. She goes, though others say it's only pretend your Star Trek will never end. Almost like, hey, nerds, this this is a real thing. Be- believe, <laughs> believe in Star Trek. I like the Trek. line before that, Damon. Be free for that is your leisure. <laughs> yeah. That's a little flowery for what this yeah. whole thing is. Right. God. I'm trying to decide if I think she's a good singer. Yeah. Like, cause she's, she like has like a tone, but it's just not, it's like she has a good instrument, but just doesn't know how to use it right, I guess. Yeah. Is the best the way song is garbage. I mean, also, <laughs> the song, yeah, it's not doing her any favors. That's for sure. God. Uh, all right. She's not like otherwise like sexually. She's fucking John Candy, meaning that like she's always it's never that she's always going to be win. You know, oh like, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> she's a fox. It's never her fault. That's that's awesome. But John Candy was in shitty movies too, and mm. this is one of her shitty movies. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> this song. All right, carry on, nerds. Uh, the Sinsonic drums. I love it. Boom, 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 yeah. Sinsonic. I haven't heard boom. that in a long time. <laughs> oh, boy. That was, them and Simmons were the same? Uh, or were they I, I different? Just two brands. I think it was like, two brands. I just, two brands, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. pulled boom. Sinsonic out of like the, the deepest, murk, murkiest, yeah. swampiest area of my I think brain. That's the one I know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's a deep yeah. pull, man. <laughs> well, I can tell, man. That's not a, a Simmons. It's, that's definitely Sinsonic. I can tell. <laughs> I trained with Chris's dad at, at Sunset <laughs> yeah. Sound, and you know, it's not the Lynn. <laughs> Actually, on that note, um, my dad worked a lot with uh, Jeff Picaro from Toto, and Forget there yeah. was one day I don't I don't know who it was, but someone hired him just to hit the drums so that they can be recorded for future programming in Lindrums, and he just seemed so <laughs> depressed the whole time. He was just like sitting on the floor, like with his head in his hand, just, like, hitting the drum with a stick, just, like, pouting. <laughs> He's just making so much money every time he hits the drum. I'm putting myself out of future work. Yeah, yeah. right. I'd be bummed out, too. And, and I'm like, doing it. Yeah. It was the AI of the time. Yeah. Right. 
This puppy is attacking my hand. You have to settle down. Sorry. We have important work to do here. We're listening to Nichelle Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Could could you stop, please? No. Can you call this? Can, can I like? I'd like to pitch that you you name this dog Nichelle <laughs> <laughs> or Jean <laughs> or Jean or Jean. Stop. She has a toy that she likes to chew, but of course my hand is tastier. All right, here we go. All right, now, Chris, you tell me whether you think she's a good singer okay, or not. Okay, Here we go. <laughs> Whoa! Nichelle, that note wow. sucks. I mean, and it's not Nichelle's fault. That note no. is just fucking absurd anyways. Yeah. Well, I think she's definitely trapped in a well. <laughs> Seems it's her and the guy from fucking Winchester Cathedral. <laughs> yeah, when you turn on the piece of equipment that's like the reverb box, the, the, the kind of default <laughs> reverb, they just left it on that. That's yeah. what we're that's what we're getting right now, right? That's her falling off Winchester Cathedral to get away from here. <laughs> Break it down. I'm telling you, that's a Casio <laughs> yeah. uh, like rim shot. Yeah, it, it, nothing sounds that bad except Casio. <laughs> and, and, Interesting beat switch, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what was that. <laughs> I, I'm not joking, you guys. Like, there's almost like the drums, the way they programmed them, is like they wanted to do almost like a reggae thing or what they thought reggae yeah. was. So, like, almost like trying to sound like Stuart Copeland or something. Sure. Sure. You know, they listen to reggae strut and then they hit the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Were those drums or Aaron making a noise? What was that? <laughs> yeah. Can it be both? Because that could be in the song. I mean, it, it, <laughs> did the captain produce this? <laughs> <laughs> George just ruined Chris's game. The game is called, is it Sinsonic Drums or Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> or, Je- or Jeff Picaro with a Lynn drum. But or Daryl Dragon. <laughs> Daryl Dragon on Ludes. <laughs> we, we call the game Sad Jeff Picaro. <laughs> All right. Oh, and then they bring in the Stevie Wonder harmonica. Tune. That's not in tune, is it? Only one thing had to be plugged uh, in for this session. They just brought in this thing in to the board. So let's go. Uh, Got it. You guys going to mic it? No, we're going to go direct. It's all direct, direct baby. It's a mini harmonica. <laughs> a mini harmonica. <laughs> that was depressing. Uh, yeah, in 86, this sounded bad. I mean, I know this is a very 80s song, but like, wouldn't we have laughed at this had we heard it back then? Yes. Yeah. A lot of quality music being made in 1986. Right. They, they can't use the year as an excuse. Yeah. And Depeche Mode was using the same equipment. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And making right. fucking rocking sounds. Crazy, gritty shit. 
they probably just snuck into the same studio that Depeche Mode was using at the time. Like, okay, they're not going to be here for a week. Let's just yeah. do this shit as fast as possible. How do you work this? <laughs> they're making music for the masses. We're making music for Gene. <laughs> We're making music for the asses. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So she's gonna hit another verse here, and I'll tell you a little more about the song and and Gene and stuff because there's some some juicy gossip here. So she's just repeating the first verse. We got to get through it to get to the end. Okay, before we get to the climax here, I'll tell you a little bit about this. So the big disappointment is these lyrics were just written by some schmuck, and I don't even—I forget his name. I didn't bother to look it up again because who cares? But I this whole time I thought she had taken. Well, I, I need to give you guys a little backstory. Gene Roddenberry, the visionary, the 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 uh, you know kind of revolutionary uh, guy who who pictured this utopian world where humans would all get along. Gene Roddenberry wrote lyrics to the Star Trek theme. Why? Is it because he was so passionate about the material? Or he really had a message about you know the this the Starfleet that he had created and spreading the their peace and wisdom around the universe? No, he realized that if he wrote lyrics to the song and and filed them when Alexander Courage, the guy who wrote the instrumental that we all know from the original Star Trek, he would get half the royalties. With no intention of the lyrics ever being sung or even seeing the light of day. Yeah, I mean that... Oh, these are lyrics to the theme song? Okay, so Gene Roddenberry wrote lyrics to this song back in the 60s, only to horn in on Alexander Courage's royalties. Got it. Because Gene Roddenberry was like, I don't make enough money producing this show. I need to, you know, kind of slice off a piece somewhere else. And uh, I'm taking it from you, Alexander. And, and uh, needless to say, the composer was pretty pissed off because... <laughs> I got mouths to feed. Yeah. I got mouths to feed, Al. Alexander's like, I didn't know we were collaborating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. It's the worst collab Your ever. Your name's on this. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so Gene did that. And then the other thing that you should know about Gene and Nichelle is Gene was boning Nichelle pre-Star Trek. He, they had worked together when he was writing on some show called The Lieutenant and she was a guest star. And so he started banging her then. Then he meets Majel, who came, became his wife. Mrs. Jean. Mrs. Mrs. Jean. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was putting his rod in her berry, am I right? Nice. Uh, oh. And, and so he tells uh, Majel, hey, Majel, I'm boning Nichelle Nichols, but I, I want to keep boning her, but I also want to bone you. Is that okay? He wanted to have like this open relationship. And apparently... Gene Ronberry was was an utter coxman. He was banging his assistant, and all the women who he was supposedly dating and or married to didn't seem to care. <laughs> That's what he does. He adds himself to projects. <laughs> <laughs> he was that good. <laughs> so, so I don't know if you guys have ever seen our pal Gene Roddenberry, but he must have a giant like prime directive dong because <laughs> he's not, he's not a good looking fella. You know, he's just like a big fat dopey guy. Got it. And I don't know why he was he was just you know knocking off chicks left he and had right. Power in Hollywood, and 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 chicks had to come across back but then. Bill too. Shatner, he was fucking gross. Bill Shatner should have been boning chicks left and right, and he probably was. But Gene Roddenberry sh- should have gotten a little bit of runoff because of that. But 
I don't know. It's just weird. He must have he must have had some game, I guess. So Gene, I decided he stuck his dick into his leading lady and his composer's music royalties. That's right. <laughs> that was his prime directive. Yeah. Cruel if I cruise in. Oh, so, no problem, right? Before we get any further into this, um, I'll, let me just tell you Gene's lyrics real quick. Because again, these the, what we're listening to now, George, was Nichelle getting these lyrics from some other guy. Okay. Oh, if you th- okay. if you think okay. these are shitty. Imagine trying to sing Gene's lyrics to this melody, all right? Okay. Beyond the rim of the starlight, my love is wandering in starflight. I know he'll find in star-clustered reaches love, strange love a star woman teaches. That's enough saying star. (laughs) Yeah. Stop it. (laughs) I know his journey ends never. His Star Trek will go on forever. But tell him while he wanders his starry sea, remember me. Like, what the? <laughs> I think that reading those lyrics to any woman is a fucking panty dropper. Now we know this is what happened. That's just that's just right there. That's a panty dropper when you read that to a lady. I mean, yeah. that's what the show's about, right? Everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Said, right? Just because somebody has sex with somebody doesn't mean that the other that the person participated. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's Roofy City, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Like, just because he scored doesn't mean she did. That was the original voiceover of Captain Kirk. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. Beyond the rim of the starlight. Are we talking about rims here, Gene? What's going on? It's a freaky scene. <laughs> oh, speaking of freaky, I forgot to say. While Gene was, was, had an ongoing uh, bone-tastic relationship with Nichelle, at least two staffers walked in on Nichelle either like naked under his desk or... Waiting for Gene in like a long sweater and nothing else. Like she thought Gene was going to walk in the door, but it was like a, a, a PA or somebody. <laughs> and that's Michelle, all. Michelle, you're better than that. All the way like up into the third season. It wasn't like all right, we're, we got to get down to business. Now Gene was getting down to business, but it was the uh, the Michelle kind, if you know what I mean. Hey, word. Do know what you mean? <laughs> Say it slower. Good for him. You know, it seems like he's lucked out a lot uh, in his in his career. Yes, Michelle was was hot. I mean, even as an older lady, she was still very, very beautiful. So Gene, uh, he's still a douche for uh, ripping off Alexander Kirch's royalties. Yes, <laughs> yeah. right. That's rent. a shit move. Never heard of that before. That's a real shit move. Yeah. All right, so let's get out of this, and uh, I want you to enjoy Michelle. And again, Chris, ask yourself the question, is Michelle a good singer? You tell me. <laughs> let's see. drums kick back in it's probably jeff Picaro. yeah <laughs> at least the sound of his drum yeah. but but now she starts every line she lifts a little bit more and then you can see where it's gonna go This is like when when the ship's about to blow and Scotty is, is saying, Captain, she can't take anymore, you know? <laughs> it, it's pulsating. Here we go. Jesus Christ. God, that's weird. <laughs> She's... <laughs> That's a mini Ripperton note there. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. I mean, 
Yeah. She keeps, like, undoing the cool stuff she does. Like, oh, that's a pretty high note. That was kind of impressive. And then just, like, the most ridiculous run down <laughs> from it. And then the stupidest other note. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah she, here she is in the middle of her of her, her big climax. Maybe this is what the gene would do to her. This is what she sounded like after a gene session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Damon question. Um during during those those last and putting in quote notes, yeah. um, did was your dog reacting in any way? As if like it was on a different like there's another pitch above it where just we couldn't hear yeah. it. She was just a dog that was living in the street and then we kind of adopted her. I, she's actually packing her bags to go back to the street after hearing that song. She was surprised to find she had bags and now she's packing them and leaving. See ya. All right, here's the last note. They should have left that one out. <laughs> Sounds like someone left the key running. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, fancy a cuppa. <laughs> All right. Wow, that was really uh, good. That sucks. Really cool. All right, well, there you go. Michelle Nichols. Wow. And the, uh, the Star Trek theme. And what was your, your judgment? Can she sing or not? She, okay. I think it's kind of like when your friend who is sometimes a good singer gets way too drunk at karaoke <laughs> and is like, give me the Celine Dion. I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> and they're like, ah, okay. And then just makes a complete fool of himself. That's kind of, so like, yes, but was it Carl <laughs> Lewis who tried to sing the national anthem? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Everybody fails when they try to do that. It, yeah. It, it just, it works out less than it works out. <laughs> I liked your your Dalton's version though. Didn't you do the national anthem? Fuck yeah, we did, dude. <laughs> yeah. The fucking Rose Bowl. Check. Yeah. Excuse me. Accredited. Played it. Played yeah. it. <laughs> At Home Depot fucking stadium. Done. <laughs> Aaron and Dalton also did a two part harmony of the Star Trek theme. <laughs> Tell you what, we got a standing ovation. Of course, they may have been they may have been paying attention to the flag. They did it at a Star Trek convention. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to suck Gene Roddenberry's cock. Or wait, did you? No, I mean we didn't we didn't have to. <laughs> it was consensual. Yeah, consensual. <laughs> Look, we got the gig. Okay, you know. <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's my offering, Chris. And now I believe that George is going to uh, hook us up with his torture right now. Do you have a walk up? I'm bringing up the rear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's just, let's just start this. And I, I as the grand tradition of the two songs that came before me, um, I think you're going to be begging me to shut this off after a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, good, nice. So just just play play it. I think you'll I think you'll know this. I mean you'll you'll know the tune for sure. But uh, just play it, and then I'll give you a little bit about it. What year? This is nineteen ninety four. Okay, my birth year. Oh, nice. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> But I've been forgotten, I do. I've been married long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Uh, I do. But I've been forgotten, I do. I've been married long time ago. Do you know this, Chris? Yes, I know this. God damn. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> what? All right, tell everyone what this is, George. This is Cotton Eye Joe, just E Y E, no D on the end, like the original. You know, okay. Cotton Eye Joe um, by the Eurodance group The Rednecks with an X. Rednecks. What? <laughs> and they're Swedes. They're, uh, they're, this is the Swede stuff. Yeah, this is, you know? this goes back to our yeah. thought about like the Swedes 
can can deliver some ABBA and some other good stuff. And then they do a lot of this shit. And and it's yeah. the DJs and everything. Like, you guys, go home. We don't need The Swedes this. have never-ending goodwill because of ABBA and because they are on the right side of things, typically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate and massages and... But... <laughs> They, Red light district. They, they sneak a lot of this by because of that. Yeah. Keep an eye on yeah, that. So this was a big hit, bigger hit internationally, you know, um, in the U.S. here, you know, 25, 23, you know, in the top, in the 20s there. Sure. But everywhere else, I think even Rhodesia, guys, um, <laughs> huge, just huge old, you know, platinum, double platinum, Sweden, <laughs> Germany, just all over yeah. Europe. This was a huge, well-reviewed record. Um, people thought it was fun. It's just a fucking drill in your head, like Billy Joel was saying. Just, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, stop. Yeah, I was in Italy. This was, I guess, like right before COVID and everything, so like 2019 or something. And I was staying at a hostel with mostly other like younger people, and I was trying to sleep, but the hostel was on top of like an underground bar and in, <laughs> yeah. until like 6 a.m they were playing shit like this like unironically <laughs> people my age and younger dancing to this shit in italy <laughs> talk about hostile yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about a hostile yeah. act oh that's that's what the drugs are for <laughs> yeah yeah you know you were just on the wrong drugs you you were trying to sleep yeah, i was on that melatonin <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, just keep going with this. It just it just gets worse. Go ahead. <laughs> if you'd like to enjoy the video, Chris, it's yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You remember that sound, don't you, Chris? Yeah. Also, <laughs> Jeff Ricaro. Uh, <laughs> By the way, from the album Sex and Violins. Uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's uh, never been used before. Enough. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? There are some songs that lend themselves to these kind of like, what would you call this? Techno music or something? Yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. I've yeah. heard it done well. This isn't one of them. No, it is not. <laughs> I hate when they, they speed this shit up and think it's just funny or interesting because it's just not. Do you think that do you think that our own Clem Clemson is psyched about this or views this as a uh, as a derogatory? <laughs> yeah, like like a, 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 an absolute uh, robbing his culture from him and shitting on it. Yeah, you guys know this is like a song. This is like a song from Plantation that slaves right. used to sing. Right. That's where yeah. this comes from. Like this is a this has been done lots of times. Uh, yeah. That makes it that makes it extra yeah. bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's or fucking honky too. honky city up there in Swede co-opting yeah. this. By the way, speaking of our heroes, Abba, they did a similar thing with uh, uh, Step Down. They're gonna pick a bale of cotton. Have you ever heard their version of that? No. Which is another. Why? <laughs> Stop it, everyone. Jeez Louise. Apparently it was a trend in the mid-90s. <laughs> oh, you guys, Clem just texted me. He's, he does have an opinion. Here, here he is. Hi there. <laughs> Welcome to Kibitz Corner. Well, Clem got huh. us again. Cle- Clem doesn't have a cell phone. He didn't text you. <laughs> he texted you. He threw a rock. <laughs> he threw a rock at Damon's window. <laughs> he picked up a can on the end of a string, and Ken and Tim, Clem was the other end of it. Hillbilly text. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. I mean, this is actually George. It's, it's not one of his usual kind of like 
epics. It's it's only like three and some change, but still feels long because we're only thirty yeah, seconds in. Oh yeah, it's gonna get you. <laughs> it's just they just they quadruple down on this fucking thing. <laughs> All right. sure why it's supposed to be funny either i think this is from a department uh, from one of damon's departments like surely this is better if you're on drugs yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would probably mix this in with a bunch of other stuff like and so like people are, oh that's so funny it's like a hillbilly song i can see swedish people thinking it's funny because like oh they're like dumb americans i guess i don't know maybe. yeah it sounds aggressively from uh from the states i suppose but yeah. uh sadly it's coming from a horrible memory of the states. Jeez. Well, um, also, guess what else, guys? On uh, on YouTube, 196 million views. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. So, it's still here. Still pervasive. <laughs> it even sounds like that kick sounds exactly the same from a bedroom while you're trying to sleep as it does in the middle yeah. of the club. <laughs> Putting a pillow over your head, just like, ah. Oh, no. Yeah, sound, the, the, the quality of the sound is the same. Just insistent. I don't think I recall a female part on this song, but here, wow. here it is. Wow, yeah. very adept That's comment, it. Chris. Um, <laughs> this song uh, broke the mold. You're, you're exactly right. Usually it was reversed. The female would sing the hook and a male would sing the verse. Yes. And that's this. This broke the mold, and it was a big deal that wow. they did this in the techno world. Where are we coming down on the hook? <laughs> well, that that's the cotton eye Joe part. <laughs> I just was curious what your definition of the hook was in the song. God. Yeah, sometimes hooks are just it's like you just a flattened out hanger. <laughs> There's no actual hook on it. It's just a triangle. Yes. Yeah. She only played for a second, but is that just a sped up male voice? No, it's a girl. Is it? But it sounds really sped up, like Mickey Mouse. Probably is. You know, the whole thing is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Right back into that. (laughs) It's also just weird hearing like Swedish people kind of talk. In like a their southern accent, yeah. Like his eyes was yeah. his tools. Like a Swedish person would never, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're all they're all saying their uh, you know their uh, Finn language. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. God. To all our Swedish yeah. listeners, I think there's dozens, if not hundreds. Knock it off, you guys. Just knock it off. No knock one this, this off. Yeah. Knock this off. Yeah. Specifically, this. Knock this off. Swedes. Yeah, I, you know, in, in Swedish 70s porn was fantastic, but you still owe, owe <laughs> yeah. us an apology. <laughs> Don't make us reconsider this NATO situation. <laughs> like, when I'm watching Seika, I yeah. am not watching Thank you, this. Aaron. I'm not listening to this as the soundtrack friend. Yeah, I finally get naked with Seika, and then this boner killer comes on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask this, and I know the answer I'm going to get, 
George, has anything happened in this song like that we need to continue listening like past another minute or so? Did you not hear the banjo happen? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear that part? Yeah. So, someone give uh, someone give da- uh, Damon a smart drink and a, and a uh, <laughs> whatever the kids are taking. You know, uh, no, Damon, I told you you'd beg me to stop this after one minute. Where where are we at in the count? A minute twenty three. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, no, there's another verse in quotes, I believe, and then uh, they just quadruple, pentuple, whatever you want to say, down on that cotton eye joke thing. They just keep going in forever. Now, should we hold out for the Jews harp? <laughs> I don't think you can hear it. It's just all up pitched or whatever's fed up. It's so pitched. dumb and lame and same and kind of hurts. <laughs> it hurts my feelings. Yeah. It does. And let, let me tell you guys a little background on this, too. And you're going to wish you had some of this. Like uh, the the being cotton eyed, E-Y-E-D, was supposed to be like there's many things. You could be drunk on moonshine, just blind from drinking wood alcohol. Um, you could have syphilis, glaucoma. There's a lot of things of what a lot of uh, theories about what cotton eyed meant. Was <laughs> you get cotton eyed if you smoke too much reefer? And I, and I, and I, I think I'd rather be cotton eared right now. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Nice professional one. fucking broadcasting right there. I, I just want to know: Do they ever answer the question? Do we ever know where he came from or where he no, went? No, it, it's just it's all rumors, and there's all kinds of all those things I said. There's no 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 one really knows where no one who cotton eyed Joe was. No. <laughs> This is the song to answer the question, and they're not going to do it. They're going to provide the questions. Missed opportunity. Oh, my God. I also think Winchester Cathedral watched Cotton Eye Joe steal this guy's chick. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the witness to a lot of things in history. Coronations, chicks splitting, douchers with megaphones, this. Vitiligo cocks. <laughs> Winchester Cathedral actually had to take the stand uh, during, during Jacko Wacko Jacko's trial. Wacko Jacko. <laughs> they had to look at slides. <laughs> uh, Winchester, do you promise to tell the truth? It's, yeah, I'm a cathedral. What am I going to do? Lie? Oh, sorry. Point taken. I can see everything from up here. Everything. <laughs> Every, literally everything. I think we're making jokes that Chris doesn't. No, I mean from the new episode coming out because you edited it, the last one. Yeah, but yeah. you don't listen to the whole thing. You just do. The I, I try to listen to as little as possible so yeah. I can actually. Uh, most of our it. listeners do the same thing. Really. <laughs> good good yeah. move, smart yeah. move. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I have not heard the the it, Michael Jackson cock. No, you yeah. Heard well, it. Okay. I mean, I know he had the yeah. disease, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just thinks we're fixated on it. You're be so stoked when you hear the episode. <laughs> you, know who, you know who apparently also has that. Who apparently also has that, but only on his dick. Can you say this on the air? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. (laughs) Is it? Okay. Give us hints. It's the singer of a Canadian band that you probably don't like. All right. Well, let's leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we don't know that. That's fine. I mean. Okay. MJ's cock was like evidence in yeah. court, so yeah. we can talk about it all day. Sure, sure. In fact, let's do that now. Yeah. Let's break it down. It was humiliating. They made me pull my pants down. <laughs> Poor cathedral. Poor cathedral. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, George, what do you th- what do you think here? We've got a minute twenty three. Just a little, bit, just a little, a little bit, bit more. A little okay. bit more. What was the 
song that was just like a hip hop song that had a banjo in it or something that we were laughing about? Like a torture song? Oh, it was past, it was the donkey song. We were saying always oh, uh, honky tonky, yeah. donkey wonky. Yeah, right. We were saying this is either a really <laughs> shitty country song or a really great hip hop song. <laughs> right. That was the, that was that was the episode that blew up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's our most downloaded episode ever for some reason. Maybe yeah. that that joke itself, I think, really pushed mm. us over the edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I prefer to think it's uh, sweet dicky bingo related and not yes. that. <laughs> yeah. No. True. I can't argue with that. Vitiligo Dicky Bingo. (laughs) 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 And this isn't even real English, by the way. Not that anyone cares, but like, I I don't even think like hillbillies in the 1800s talk like this. What is she saying? She said, I, I can't even. It doesn't really matter. I guess. I'll have to rewind it and I can't do that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lyric video. It's, it's, it, yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll read into it later. Yeah. Yeah. On my free yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I want a, a full report on Cotton Eye Joe on my desk at 7 a.m., still warm from the copier. I reviewed it on my free time. <laughs> free time. I looked at Not on company dime. <laughs> can't take it that's that's, enough. that's enough he's it's enough punching you he's keep punching you <laughs> that is enough Yikes. okay let it go let it go okay let it go meaning <laughs> let it keep playing no no, no. Wait, we're done <laughs> we're finished we're finished we're finished, we're finished. No. Uh, i thought like brutal george saying let it go is like we're crying and he's holding us and just let it let it go let it go let it go let it go, let it go. Let it go. it's gonna happen this is gonna happen <laughs> All right, so Chris, you have three disasters to choose from. God, man. That was... Uh, now, you have, from Aaron, you have Winchester Cathedral by the, the vaudeville dickheads. Mm. And then you've got <laughs> Nichelle Nichols, sexy Nichelle with a very unsexy song, the Star Trek theme. Says and, you. <laughs> featuring Jane. <laughs> and Red Necks. With Cotton Eye Joe. What say you? And, and you know, make this flowery. Yeah. Really, really let us have it. Really draw it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I will start by saying this is really hard because these all suck <laughs> super bad. <laughs> um, this might be, maybe it's just because I'm here in the moment right now, but I think this might be one of the worst lineups I've heard uh, on it's this brutal. show. It's brutal. Yeah. It is. Because Chris has heard every episode. I've heard every episode, yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. I'm going to go off... I mean, they're all so fucking bad. The thing is, okay, with Nichelle, really odd, maybe kind of uncomfortable with just the notes she was hitting and just just the weird background story of her in, in quotes, Gene. Um, <laughs> but, like... I don't think anyone was expecting it to be good, except maybe her. And the, so, like the, the guy programming the the Casio. Yeah, yeah, he, he's like, oh, this is this is my end finally. This is no. gonna be incredible, you guys. Yeah, hitching my wagon to Gene. <laughs> so, I mean, that only because like it's not like I'm not disappointed. I'm just like, yeah, that's about what that should be. Yeah, I I don't know if I'll give it to that. Um, but it's, I hated it. It sucked. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and then 
the uh, vaudeville one, that by itself, if I had just heard that, like, just in passing, I wouldn't really think anything of it. But knowing how overrated it was right, really bothers me a lot, <laughs> especially just for the year it was and all that shit. The fact that you can attach award-winning to the front of it. Yeah, yeah, of any kind, yeah. of <laughs> any kind, let, let alone the <laughs> biggest award in music, right? So, yeah. uh, and then Rednecks, that one is definitely the most, like, pervasive throughout time, so that's really <laughs> annoying, too, because, like, I will still hear that. In your nightmares. You know, in my nightmares, You heard yeah. it recent. Yeah, you heard it recently. Yeah, and I... You know, I heard it probably, you know, a month ago. It just It's a thing that, like, you'll still hear in some places, and I really hate it. It's just relentless. I think it was playing in the delivery room when you were born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, what I will say to it, though, is at least, like, you can dance to it. <laughs> it, it yeah, if you're on drugs and stuff, and it's just, like, a song on a playlist, and it's just like, okay, this is just going to happen for, like, two minutes. I'm just going to keep right. jumping up and down. <laughs> sure, I guess that's fine. So I'm gonna give it to the vaudeville fuckers, whatever. The yeah. Oh. yeah, but really good job, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Go, Aaron, go. The, the good sweets. Vaudeville, vaudeville, vaudeville. Build it, build it, build it, build it. Cut the drill, cut the drill. <laughs> <laughs> bullhorn, bullhorn. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, that's uh, brutal. That was brutal. <laughs> that was really some, brutal. You're right. Those were some really bad yeah. songs. Yeah. Also, can I just suggest maybe cleaning the torture chamber every once in a while? It's very sticky. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of pain in there. Yeah. Anguish. Yeah. That's that. That doesn't come out. <laughs> Yeah, it starts to turn into like a molasses kind of jelly. We have had it cleaned. Oh, wow. Yeah, sadly. Very sad. Best we could do. Best we could do. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of poor Majel, who had to stand back while Gene was boning his, his uh, leading lady, <laughs> she's still mad about that. And uh, she's going to fill us in about it right now. Sorbet. Mental douche. <laughs> it's not really a sorbet not. because we're we're about to go into like Kibbutz Corner sort of, but we're we're kind of stacking segment upon segment here. We already heard from Clem; he mm-hmm. weighed in earlier. So I guess uh, Chris actually has a game for the Gitmo Bro. That I do, Chris. Yeah, that I do. And I and I believe speaking of theme songs, is that here? Uh, I don't know. Loud. Hold on a second. TMZ helicopter. (laughs) Yeah, TMZ wants to know what's going on. It actually is a helicopter. (laughs) Hey, Damon, how about that uh, Gene Roddenberry, huh? (laughs) Gene in quotes, huh? (laughs) See my hog on that guy? (laughs) I have the hog. Do you see the hog? You see the hog in that guy? See the space hog on that guy, huh? (laughs) I've seen him shower. (laughs) See the size of that guy's triple or what? All right, so Chris is. I'm going to lead us into your game because I believe it. I believe I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Brackets. 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 All right. 
So Chris is going to set us up. Now we, Chris is the Wink Martindale. Yes. And yes. we, the three Gitmo Bros, are competing. And we're not competing. We're just kind of like determining whatever the uh, the final outcome whatever is. Whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I figured. Three, it, or two best two out of three carries the yeah. decision, right? <laughs> this yeah. is true. Yes. So I, I figured it would be interesting. Uh, yeah. If I had you three. Doing the brackets. Which is the first time for this, by I the way. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I guess I just care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah, this basically is people with the most disappointing solo career compared to the band they're from. Oh. Ah, so good one. That means that. Like, if you think the solo career sucks, but you also think the band sucks, and when you heard the solo stuff, it didn't disappoint you, then that's not the winner, right? So yeah, stuff like right. that. Um, so this would be the biggest drop. Biggest drop, yeah. yeah. Like, because these are pretty much all from, like, your guys' era, because, you know, you're so old. Yeah, um, like vaudeville. Yeah, yeah, vaudeville. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I, I think you can probably remember when you first heard all of these like kind of debut solo albums and i just want you to think like were you like oh god this sucks or were you like eh, whatever or were you like oh this is actually pleasantly really like good it's i'm surprised plus there's three different there's three different disciplines here uh betwixt us where like we all feel different ways about these kind these types of things so it should mm-hmm. be an interesting uh so if if you uh, game here as an example if you didn't like cream and you also don't like clapton that's not your choice because you probably it was already low anyway yeah i mean unless you care even less about who they're against but yeah 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 Yeah. okay but yeah probably that's the case yeah got it got it uh and then also there's some kind of like big solo acts you might think are missing from this but my criteria for myself was i needed to be able to name without looking up like two of their solo songs and i made I wanted it to be like you can make the argument for maybe preferring the solar career to the band. Like you could, you've maybe met someone who's preferred the solar career to the band, even if you don't agree. Um, we and, call those people assholes. Yeah, and <laughs> also, <laughs> and also, um, like their music has to still kind of be in the uh, zeitgeist today. So like if they had one hit like thirty years ago and you haven't heard from them since, they're not gonna be on this list. Yeah, so yeah. you were trying to make it as universal as possible, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. basically. So, like, in other words, going like, okay, this guy was the third lead singer in 1977 for Weather Report. Right. Like, who, who, no yeah. one knows what the so fuck like, you're talking yeah. about. And, like, so, like, Glenn Fry is not on this list. Yeah, he was a big name and he came from a big band. But, like, besides the torture songs, like, yeah. I don't know any <laughs> Glenn Fry songs. Like, no one listens to Glenn Fry. You're a right? lucky man. So, <laughs> that that's kind of the criteria. You get out right now. You get out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's just kind of do it, I guess. Um, I'm going to start, I, we're just going to start with the big one. Uh, Paul okay. McCartney or John Lennon, who was more disappointing as a solo artist compared to a little band. I'll called. start. Mm-hmm. Go for um, it. I would say John, because the volume of what was amazing was thin. Sure. Uh, I think that there is... You know, he's got, if you put all those songs together from, he did a number of albums. If you take it like the rock and roll music one out of there, that doesn't count. He's got a single album worth of fucking bulletproof Lennon solo songs. <laughs> That's an interesting choice. Of oh, shoot, fuck, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Johnny. Um, 
Tragedy yeah. plus time. <laughs> so yeah, so like he's got it, like absolutely one great album's worth of classic solo material. Because I mean, I love everything on Double Fantasy of his. So that yeah. means a single side. I was just about to say yes, and what Aaron said. Two words: Yo Ko. Right, right. right. Yeah. So I it, mean, would be, it would maybe be a double album because, like, that's that's a that's a full side right there of everything from Double Fantasy. That's yeah. his. There's a ton of great songs on uh, Plastic Ono Band and Imagine. Right, but like, not that like that don't they don't warrant tons of spins for me. Whereas Paul's solo career is a joy in many many ways. Sure. But there's so much volume that like, yeah, there's a lot of shitters, but yeah. like. There's some joy, like just joyful, perfect pop songs, like Wanderlust alone. And I, yeah. and I, I didn't get yeah. hip to that since, you know, you played it for me, Damon, in yeah. San Diego. So, like, you know, it's just gorgeous. So I would say I, my vote is for John is the biggest drop. Sure. I, yeah, George, I'm just going to go and say, yeah, same thing. Is that what you would have said? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. You guys, you guys, cool. you guys are the Beatles fans. And even as a casual, you know, it, there's there's no contest. Paul had so many more songs and had a better career and also stayed alive. So yeah, yeah. God bless. He had he had yeah. more time. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I I think I would have said the same. I mean, you could maybe argue that like Paul's is a little cheesier sometimes, but overall, I definitely agree with what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. So yep. okay, cool. Next one we got David Lee Roth and Ozzy Osbourne. Hmm. Hmm. So why don't we go alphabetical for first, Damon? So you go first next. Oh, we got to keep track of that. <laughs> I mean, Only slightly. Not really, I'll, I'll take care of it uh, for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just I like Van Halen, the real Van Halen, not Hagar, better than Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say the bigger drop was. Dave, I guess, because Van Halen was so awesome and his solo career didn't interest me that much. I feel like Ozzy's stuff wasn't a big step away from what he was doing with Black Sabbath. It was maybe more polished sure. and pop and sure. produced, but it still was like kind of in the same mm-hmm. yeah. you know, dark realm. Right? Yeah. 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 So I'm going to say Dave had a bigger drop. Okay. Let's say you, Mr. White. Um, I, I agree also. Um, as much as I love, I like Dave and Van Halen more than Ozzy, but just those first two records alone with Randy Rhodes were incredible. Those two records are maybe even one of them or better than anything Dave did as a solo artist. Hmm. And Dave didn't really have, and he, and Dave, the later records after the first couple really were sad. And so it definitely Dave has the bigger drop off. Okay. For sure. Cool. Cool. What would you have said? I say, I would say I love the first Dave solo album. Mm -hmm. And I like a handful of songs off uh, skyscraper and a couple off of uh, a little ain't enough. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. but beyond that, I don't really care for much of it. And I, and I way more like Ozzy's solo career than anything black Sabbath ever did. I don't Mm. give a fuck about black Sabbath. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about Sabbath. Hot take. Yeah. Yeah. So good hot take, which I agree with. Damn. Okay. (laughs) I find black Sabbath dreary. Do not like them. Yeah. George, I would have expected you to maybe be into them just because you're more into like the heavier stuff, but it's a different kind of heavy, I guess. Yeah. I'm with Aaron. I've always found Sabbath to be dirgy. Sure. 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 <laughs> plus, yeah. plus, Sabbath didn't wear spandex. Ah, that, that, <laughs> if only. That's a non starter friend. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Randy was a hometown boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got Dave with the bigger drop off. Okay. 
Now this one, um, I think I know how this is going to go, but let's see. Uh, we got Eric Clapton versus Don Henley. George goes first, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I've been, um, I guess I've used the word educated, but it's more like beat up, <laughs> um, de-educated, abused with Eric Clapton so much on this show, which I'd never really thought about him all that much in Cream or Eric Clapton because I don't give a shit about them. Um, so, uh, and I, I like some of, I, I like a good amount of Henley's solo work. So I'm going to say definitely Clapton's the bigger drop off. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I like, I like, I legitimately like Don Henley's solo career. I liked everything Don Henley's ever done, frankly. I mean, there's something great about everything he's ever done. And there's some corny stuff, yeah, but on every one of those solo albums, there's something awesome. And Don's got one of the greatest voices ever. Sure. So, and any, if you're going to put Slow Hand next to anybody, it's always going to be Slow Hand is worse. <laughs> <laughs> So however we're ever, however we're saying that, yeah, <laughs> I would think that like yeah, so like the drop off for him was more significant. Yeah, and so yeah, you don't even think that Don Henley was a drop off. I don't, I don't, because like it was just it's incredibly successful. Like mm-hmm. uh, from a from a commercial s- standpoint, it was like lateral almost. It was absurd. Sure. Sure, like sure. it was unbelievable. He yeah. just could not lose, and he was great. He seems like a tortured soul for some reason, but like. He should be laughing constantly. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Come on over. We'll put on dirty laundry. Come on. <laughs> uh, so I guess I don't get a vote. Yeah. I mean, well, you can vote. You vote I'm all curious. you want. Doesn't I'm, count. I'm, I'm still say. curious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to vote for the Green Party. Uh, <laughs> Walden forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't necessarily like Don Henley's solo career, but there really was. It was just like a, a sideways, a lateral move to go from the Eagles to, sure. to Don Henley. So. Clapton stuff is so shitty. Yeah. And I like, I know Aaron doesn't like this, but I, I like a bunch of Cream songs. I sure. thought they were a good band. Sure. And uh, so him doing, you know, I almost sang Aaron, I was like, our song, we haven't understand. <laughs> As if that was the song. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, uh, that's when she said she was pretending. Yeah. I, going from, from like White Room to that is just such a, fu- oh, give me a fucking sure, break. Right. Sure, sure. Okay. So, that's yeah. Awful. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, th- this one, this is just kind of because, like, I guess stylistically, I feel like they're maybe a similar vibe, but say Lionel Richie or George Michael. Oh, did you guys see that doc, by the way? Yes, we, I did. I actually haven't yet, but it's good. I've got it's good. that in online. I think it comes down to how much do you like Wham or the Commodores, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Is it Aaron's it's turn? It's you. Oh, it's me. No, it's yours. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought you just went, George. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, right. I would say that there's no drop off, but for George in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he just kept getting better. Uh, so, like, it wouldn't be a drop off. And I would even say that, like, I mean, since he was pretty much the one man show <laughs> in way I'm going solo, it's. I mean, I know what you mean, though. But like, mm-hmm. so I would say that uh, it was uh, the other guy. Who's Lionel. the other guy? Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and it's it's a it's a fucking cliffs of Dover. Uh, drop off for him <laughs> quality wise. I mean, I like some. Of, I like some of those fucking Lionel fucking pop songs too, man. I like them a lot. But but the Commodores, come on, dancing on the ceiling against fucking brick house. Or something. The shittiest right. Commodores song. Yeah, please. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I'm a little uh, green on uh, 
George Michael solo stuff. So I should uh, listen to more of it. it oh, he's like great. Listen Without Prejudice is a beautiful record. And, you know, it's, he got mostly mellow as the time went on, but like it didn't mean that he couldn't still do perfect fucking pop songs. And like, talk about a guy who's got fucking mic technique, dude. And even when he was cool. a young man, like very young. Nice. Yeah, cre- incredible singer. I mean, and when you check out Listen Without Prejudice, Listen Without Prejudice. Okay. Could you? <laughs> do yourself a favor Chris uh, so I guess I go hey uh, let's see yeah. so Lionel and Commodores and George and Wham yeah Lionel just became such a cheese ball like you, he needs to be contained in a band yeah. because otherwise he starts shouting out outrageous <laughs> outrageous <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a super cut of that, Damon. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was the American Music Awards, right? Where he said outrageous every time he got yeah, on stage like to that. do the next presentation. Aaron, get me those clips right after you get the Chris clips. <laughs> I gave you the idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. So okay, Lionel, what would you have said, George? It's a tough one. Um, and but I just realized I was thinking about it right now. I, I it's hard for me to differentiate which songs are Lionel's and which I, I get confused over that and uh, the Commodores. And but I, I'm going to agree with you guys. It because George Michael, his career was so much better than Lamb's. So yeah, I, I'd agree with you guys on, on Lionel's the bigger drop off. Totally, totally. Okay, next up we got uh, Phil Collins versus Peter Gabriel. Oh, that means we have to factor Genesis in. Yeah. Yeah. But then you also factor in like Peter Gabriel's periods of Genesis Genesis, versus Phil's. Yep. Yep. It's like a lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) It's a musical lasagna. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I go then, right? It's you, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think I said this on the episode where we did Genesis, the the pants song. (laughs) I can't dance. I can't dance. <laughs> and and Uncle uh, Cut Jeans. There was a God, but then the Peter Gabriel Genesis stuff sucks so bad. And then I don't I don't like his solo shit either. Really? I mean, here's my point. Like Peter Genesis to Peter is a very low, consistently low trajectory. Yeah. My point I was gonna make about Phil was there were times when he would put out solo albums, and I didn't know if it was a Genesis song or not. They just mm-hmm. sounded so much the same. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's a straight line there for me too. So there's no drop off on either of them. Yeah, it's I both am. straight lines. Does that make sense? I, I get that. So I guess Phil became such a douche doing like Disney songs and everything, and he just was constantly whining about stuff too. It seems like there's a ten year period where he was crying about something. And so just like Genesis was sort of, even as they got pop, they were still sort of edgy and avant-garde and cool. And then Phil Collins just started doing the feel it in my fingers. And did it, wasn't he covering like stupid ballads and stuff and Cindy Lauper songs and everything? He did it all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to say Phil was the bigger drop off. Okay. Okay. And by the way, I heard Invisible Touch in the fucking Ace Hardware the other day. And I'm going to say <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> you heard I thought you were going to say, and I went to the hammer aisle and I hit myself in the face a hundred times. I gave myself a very visible <laughs> wound. <laughs> I took out four 
customer service representatives before they were able to <laughs> tackle me to the ground. <laughs> I guess my point is like even the poppiest, lamest Genesis stuff is better than the poppiest, lamest Phil Collins stuff. Okay. If sure, that makes sense. Sure, sure. Let's see. I'm next. Um, everything that Damon said, I agree with, but because um, I heard I I had not heard in a long time, yeah, and I heard Games Without Frontiers the other day, and it's just such a great song. And you always think of all the stuff off uh, so, but Peter Gabriel, all those are such great records and all that. But the idea you're going to say that Phil Collins, that career he had, no matter how cheesy it got, was a drop off. It's just. So I'm going to say Peter's the bigger drop-off. Ooh. Okay. Aaron? It's clearly Phil. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's my, I mean, there's, just, there's, so much, there's so much of Phil's solo career that's actually really awesome and massively successful, but there's a lot that's <laughs> corny as hell. Yeah. Uh, whereas to me, Peter Gabriel has never made a misstep in his solo career ever once. Uh, I think he's only gotten better as the records, you know, or maybe not always gotten better, but they're always just been in- incredible. And so, like, it's it's Phil is the drop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going, going Phil. Down goes Phil, or up goes Phil, I guess, in this bracket. <laughs> so. Cool. Okay, great. What about Lou Reed versus Rod Stewart? Kind of random <laughs> pairing, but his band was the the faces, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the small faces. Yeah, yeah. It's George, isn't it? Because Damon went. Yeah. Damon yes, started yes. without. Yeah, okay, no, I'm, just, I'm I'm clarifying. Yeah. what what band he left? Right. Uh, yeah, and Lou I, I Reed was... left the Dolls, right? New York Dolls. No, Velvet Underground. Velvet Underground. Sorry. Velves. Yeah. Um, for me, it's cer- it's certainly it, it's certainly Lou Reed. I I don't have a particular reason for it other than I don't like Lou Reed and I like Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of what he's done, I like. Cool. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I find I find Lou Reed, I find Lou Reed almost intolerable entirely. Yeah, uh, yes, well said. Ex- with the exception of the fact that, like, he because of him, David Bowie came up with a, a lot of amazing ideas, uh, sure. and was inspired. Found him inspiring, um, and I think that's great. I yeah. I, I also like the way. I like Iggy's lyrics better, but there is a similarity in the way that the economy that Lou wrote story songs and was able to just get to the fucking point really well and really cool. And that's not fucking easy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I have mad respect for that part of his career. And I love the fact that he inspired my heroes, but I, I find him tough to take. That's fair. That's fair. So Lou and David Bowie weren't kissing. They were whispering lyrics in each other's mouths. <laughs> yeah. Among other things. Cool. All right. So Lou, but what would you have said? Um, I like Velvet Underground a lot. Um, I don't give a crap about anything Rod Stewart's ever done. I like his voice. I think I like a couple of his songs, but I, his, I don't care about him at all. So mm-hmm. whether he was in the small faces or just Rod Stewart, I just yeah. don't care either way. But uh, I thought Lou Reed had one great album, Walk on the Wild Side. I don't know why anyone would argue that that's a bad song. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic great. song. And uh, the album New York is really good. It's great, as a matter of fact. So, But if, that, if all Lou Reed has after Velvet Underground is one song and one album, then he took the biggest drop. Sure. Got it. For me. Okay. Cool. Little Joe never once gave it away. But <laughs> <laughs> he had to pay and pay. And you know that. Okay, cool. Well, I guess Lou's moving up. And now let's do uh, George Harrison or Paul Simon. 
Ooh, wow. Who is it? I think it's George. No, I just went. It's Aaron. Okay, so it's me. Oh. Okay. Uh, so we're saying George Harrison or Paul, cars are cars, Simon. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, God, that song. Just for that fucking song alone, I should fucking throw him in the ditch. <laughs> cars are cars all over the He's world. He's wrong. Um, <laughs> making a good point. He's not right. It, it is true. Cars are cars, man. What are you going to say? <laughs> And by the way, I think he Im- does a George Harrison imitation in that song. Talk about uh, a sandwich of strangeness. Um, More lasagna. <laughs> that's enough <laughs> of the lasagna. Right? <laughs> I'm going to say fucking George. Uh, uh, George George had the same. He, George had a John Lennon problem <laughs> in that I think he looked up to John too much <laughs> and 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 worshipped at the head of his garment and the quality of his solo career. Uh, belies that uh, that fact as well because I, I think that there's an album and a half worth of fucking perfection from George. Yep. You know, and that goes into some of the deeper cuts of his uh, later records. But like, all things must pass is awesome, but it's a lot of material. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably a dope single record on that, and then you take maybe six or seven songs from the rest. But there's no thanks otherwise. I like George, I love George. Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a fucking Beatle, but come on. The thing with George is like, I feel like his Beatles career is a bit of a reflection of his solo career, or at least a harbinger of his. It's a window into how that's going to go. Because like, he was always complaining that he couldn't get songs on Beatles albums. But first of all, you're competing with Lennon McCartney, you know? And also, you know, for every one song that was good, George, like there's 10 clunkers. You know, and the reason why you have good songs on every album is because they were your best songs at the time, you know? So he, to me, he just did a straight line. Like he left to his own devices. He He's like, all right, here's all my shitty songs along with my one good one. Enjoy. Um, and, but then Paul Simon had a, like a five year run of just greatness. And then he yeah. fell off a cliff too. He started interpretive dancing and in instead of like playing guitar. He does these yeah. weird things with his arms yeah. and different things. Like, God bless, but geez, at least cars. Yeah, cars. we don't need the, the you know the fucking United Nations over here. You, what you need <laughs> is is Art Garfunkel. You know, yeah. um, so I think he might have had the bigger. And I'm really also basing this on how annoyed I was by albums like Gr- Graceland, where people are slobbering all over it. I'm like, oh, there's a couple good songs on there, but uh, are we? Is, is that really the best album of all time? It just was boring to me. He saved so, South Africa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say Paul Simon, just because of the majesty of fucking Simon and Garfunkel. Like if you ever just watch video of them live to, with just a guitar and two voices, it's, it's otherworldly. So mm-hmm. I think George is a more of a straight line and Simon is more of a drop off the cliff. Okay. So we're at, at a standstill here. George, what do you got to say? I will break the tie and say that George Harrison is a bigger drop-off just because of Got My Mind Set On You. <laughs> George takes it. <laughs> George okay. takes it. Okay, okay. All right. Last of the first round. Uh, two uh, females from different eras, but, you know, they're both girls, so you got to put them together. <laughs> uh, put them in their place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got uh, Gwen Stefani or Stevie Nicks. Go Damon. Well, Stevie, how many solo albums has she done? Like two or something? No, she's a shit ton. <laughs> Three? No, no, more than that. No, like a lot. Yeah. But the ones we know about, you know? 
<laughs> well, it sounds like you know even less. Herein yeah. lies the answer. Right. <laughs> well, just in the '80s, she had like you know Edge of Seventeen and uh, and all and a couple of. Those well, that's songs. when it was a going concern. It, she she has her solo career has not been a concern of the mass populace for many many years. I don't yeah, think. yeah. And then Gwen Stefani seems like it just seems like another straight line. Well, I, although she was a little, she got a little more. She I think she dropped a lot of the ska stuff in her solo career. Yeah. And yet, I care little about any of it. <laughs> um, Fleetwood Mac's great, and no doubt isn't. So I'm going to say when I'm going to say Stevie Nicks was the bigger drop. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to agree with Damon. Um, it, Gwen Stefani was more of a, a straight line, and I just for Stevie, I, I'm just going over it right now, and I just. There's not that many songs that endure from her solo career, you know. And I can't. I think I've stopped dragging my heart around, but that's re- that. Not really. That Tom was Petty a, song. That's a yeah. Tom Petty song that Jimmy yeah. Iovine stole for her because yeah. they were fucking. And Nichelle Nichols were nowhere near this. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Stevie, I think Stevie's the bigger drop off. Okay, cool, cool. And but uh, missed opportunity. By the way, I wish I would have thought of this when I was making my last brackets about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you know that Stevie Nicks is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist? Yes, I do know that. <laughs> I don't even fucking understand that at all. What what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Huey Lewis is not in, and Stevie Nicks with, like, one song. Right. It's, it's one solo song and a Tom Petty song, and she's in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think there's, like, I think you're selling her short. I think there's a handful uh, that are good, but, like. Name, name them. Uh, it was Edge of 17, I like. Um, Stand Back, I like. Stand same back, song, right? yeah, yeah. same song, same song, same song. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think there's yeah, like see? a handful that are groovy. Stevie, baby, <laughs> Stone, Stevie Dan, Stevie <laughs> Beatles, Stevie. Stuff I like. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, I would say, yeah, Stevie, because I mean, that's the the dinosaur of all dinosaur in a, in a good way is, uh, you know, that's an entire era. Like no one's better than the Mac. I'm wearing yeah, a Fleetwood sure. Mac sweatshirt right now. Uh, cool. So that's how much I'm into it. Humble brag. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I wasn't sure if you got like I was one of you was going to be like a big uh, No Doubt fan. Like, I like No Doubt for sure. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, but the, but the, but the, it's more profound uh, of a drop off for Steve. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, round two. Ooh. Okay, so these are kind of weirder pairings, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so now we have John Lennon versus David Lee Roth. Oof. Uh, start at the start again. Start with me, then we'll go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I would say Dave is the sharper of between the two, the sharper drop off of between the two. I think there's more greatness in John's solo career. I agree. Okay, yeah, George, I would have disagreed. I think uh, John's bigger drop off. <laughs> oh, but you lose. <laughs> I lose though. I, mean, I, I can get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up, uh, Eric Clapton versus Lionel Richie. Go, Damon. Oh, boy. I've got to say Clapton, obviously, because, you know, Lionel, some charm in some of those songs, the solo songs. Cream was kind of like a innovator of, like, three-piece blues rock. Sure. And, and, uh, but also, like, pop sensibilities and songs that I like. And uh, and then Eric Clapton became Eric Clapton. So I say he's the bigger drop. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, I'm next, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to agree. I, uh, I Again, this, this show has just... I, I'm like in the Eric Clapton, you know, re-education program where I didn't really think about him. And now I just, he's at the top of my list of just douche bucks. It just, <laughs> it's hard to be shittier than somebody who doesn't care. You know what yeah, I mean? He doesn't yeah, care. Yeah. yeah. Why should yeah. fucking we not You guys care? pointed it out to me so much, which I didn't ever really think of. <laughs> and then he sprinkles in, you know, a dollop of racism and. <laughs> yeah. 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 And anti-vax. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't a, need any help to be in the douche machine. Guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, Phil Collins versus Lou Reed. Uh, George. Correct. George. I think for uh, I, I'm I'm going to roll with Lou Reed still. Okay. Same. Same. Cool. Yeah. Um, George Harrison versus Stevie Nicks. Hmm. Is it me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, George Harrison, Stevie. I'd say Steve. Bigger drop. Uh, I'm. I agree. I don't. I have zero tolerance for her so-called solo career. <laughs> Apparently, just doesn't exist. To you. I, I don't, it doesn't right? even <laughs> exist. I love when Damon gets that kind of attitude about things. <laughs> Nobody likes that. It doesn't exist. <laughs> she left more of a mark on the pianos at Sunset Sound than on you. Oh yeah. Hey-o! <laughs> Are you saying that she was eating powdered donuts? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. She's a witch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So when my dad was, <laughs> are we allowed to tell the story? <laughs> no, I mean no. It's nothing too bad. But just like when my dad was uh, working with her, and it would just be the two of them alone. Like that's when she would record like her weird witchy songs that they wouldn't let her record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My like dad's all, like, oh, great. Yeah, like, all go. the lights had to be off, all the candles had to be lit and stuff. Yeah. It was like a <laughs> seance. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Um, okay. We got Dave Lee Roth versus Eric Clapton. Uh, who goes? Uh, you go, Damon. You go, Damon. Go, Damon. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, David Lee Roth versus who? Uh, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. <laughs> I love Van Halen so much that I, and I don't, care about david lee ross solo career at all so i'm saying dave okay at least like clapton had uh, hits you sure, know sure and there's a few songs you could grab onto in the early early days but dave is like I, I don't know there's one where he's like spelunking in a video or something i'm like <laughs> who cares wearing a beret before sure. he got his weave sure. <laughs> doing the okay, sam kennison so mean <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess I'm next. Um, I, I disagree. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff on on like Garen said in the first those those three David Lee Roth records. There's a lot of stuff I like, and Clapton shit hand can kiss my ass. <laughs> same, same. I've, like, I've, got, I've got these fucking uh, slams. Up on the me. fucking worst, dude. <laughs> okay, so we got so Clapton won that one. Yeah. All right. Then Congrats. We got, yeah, good job, dude. Good effort. Uh, okay, we got Lou Reed versus Stevie Nicks. Go, George. Yeah. Um, Damon brought up some good stuff with Lou Reed there. I think, and the more I've thought about it, I probably like Stevie Nicks better, but I'm going to say Stevie Nicks is a bigger drop-off there still. Okay. Yeah, compared to compared to the Mac, I mean, like, the, the drop is severe. Sure, sure. What would you have said? Same. Okay. Steven. 
Okay. Stephanie Nix, that's her name, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we are Stephanino. at the uh, finale here. We got your boy, Eric Clapton, <laughs> versus your boy, Stevie Nicks. Is this the final? <laughs> this is the final. This is, this is, for, this the, is, this is for all this the marbles. Is this is back to me, right? I believe Aaron Britt is up. Yeah. Jack Stefanovich versus <laughs> Eric Jack Clapton. Jack Stefan. <laughs> Jack Stefanino. <laughs> Did your dad record the Jack Steffen commercials at Sunset Sound? I, you know, probably. Yeah. It was a Tuesday, you know. Call your man by telephone. <laughs> Jack Steffen. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> I would say fucking, uh, now I'm just being an asshole hater. <laughs> I just want to say I want Clapton to get the worst of everything. <laughs> There's three-ish Stevie songs that I think are great and will appear on mixtapes of mine constantly. And I can't stand slow hand, uh, outside of lay down Sally, like literally everything else. I could, can go take a shit. I don't want it. Stevie solo coming off of Fleetwood Mac is a, like, I mean, like that's, that's my problem. That's my problem is that like, she's like, that's such a severe drop where like, I kind of am just, just like, we've been playing some of this earlier rounds where like, I'm dismissive about cream and I do not like, Clapton. So, like, uh, I don't know. I guess the bigger drop off would be Steve. Yeah, I mean, it, wh- whatever's more disappointing to you, I guess is. Well, look, everything that <laughs> Slohan does is disappointing to me. But like, I'm not disappointed, you know, because yeah. like I don't care. So like, it's a yeah, it's one of those deals. All right. Well, we've been waterboarding fucking Clapton for like 50 weeks now. Like, maybe we should just. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. You're right. The difference betwixt them is more profound. I would say Steve then. Yeah. And I agree. So, too okay. bad for you, George. <laughs> where yeah. would you have gone, though, George? Yeah, where would you have gone? I think I think I still would have gone with with Clapton. It's just amazing to me. Again, just because I just I, I didn't even I don't. I, he wasn't on your radar at, at all. all. No, until this show, and now I just fucking hate him. <laughs> and I like Stevie yeah. Nicks. I like nothing about Cream. I like nothing about any of his solo work. I I hate Lay Down Sally. <laughs> but then you're making our point for us. Then yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, the I biggest drop is the one. Empirically, to go. you guys are that's correct. Yes, this, logically. It's Stevie. Okay. Yeah. It's Stevie then. Wow. Sorry, Stevie. It's Steven. only because, because we love her. That's right. right. Sorry, Stevie. No butthole cocaine for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a clonopin addict, no more. Clonopin, <laughs> clonopin, right? Wow. We did it. We Look did at it. that, Chris. Are you going to stop bothering me about being Chris. on the show now or what? Well, you that, got your answer. This was the first you? time. <laughs> But uh, so Chris Jackson, what a swell guest. First one bringing a brockets to the table, which was a very good brockets, by the way. Well done. Yeah. Very well done. You almost, you know, had the, a Beatles style breakup between me and the other Gitmos over here, <laughs> arguing about Stevie's career and stuff. But uh, somehow we pulled it back together. We did it. Uh, so is there uh, like some social media you want to connect? Do you want people to find you on? Or Sure. Well, uh, my... before you start, let me say this guy is a killer bass player. I mean, wow. to keep up with me and my superlative <laughs> drumming, you, I need only the cream of the crop. Amen. And so, uh, no, Chris is a fantastic bass player and great musical mind and uh, also uh, like a composer and a producer and stuff. So go ahead. Tell tell the people more about uh, you. Sure. Well, yeah, I uh, am. I guess my main thing is Instagram. It's at Sir Chris Jackson, J-A-X-O-N. And yeah, I'm putting out an EP in a couple months and then another one 
kind of right after that. So I'm I'm doing stuff. And then also, hey, check out the uh, Ear and Loathing Instagram and the Ear and Loathing TikTok, because uh, by extension, in a way, that's his work. That's me. Yeah, that's his, <laughs> his. You know, he he liked music and everything, but he really puts his soul into the Ear and Loathing <laughs> so, social media. I've never passion. felt so alive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. Damon just texted me at 1130 at night about some fucking stupid flyer he wants to put out. <laughs> I appreciate your work, Chris. It's awesome. And yeah, uh, I look you. forward to hearing the EP, man. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate right. it. And I want to say that I agree with the, with Chris that this was a particularly and severely brutal, you know, show. These were yeah. terrible, terrible <sighs> songs. They were just yeah. awful. And uh, so Attaboy, you know, that great. Yeah. You, you took stuff. it. You took it. It's like you were already in the trench doing the fucking editing, and then we just poured lava into the trench. You're like, come on, bros. Now Chris's studio is in ruins. (laughs) Thank you. Call back. Uh, Nice. (laughs) Chris. Oh, yeah. Let's hear you and your dad one more time. (laughs) Here we go. So he found you at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. That that was me in the echo chamber at Sunset yeah. Sound. Yeah, you're, yeah. You were in the same Crash. echo chamber as Nichelle Nichols. I, yeah. <laughs> I did oh not understand God. that joke the first time, and now I can't stop laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that movie, George? Not not at all. Uh, <laughs> watch the trailer. It's just Martin Sheen running around screaming, "Chris!" <laughs> right. oh, man. You have no idea how hard I was laughing when I was putting that club together. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> All right. Well, episode 56, or as we like to call it, episode 50, Chris. Yes. Nice. Is now in the books. And uh, we are the Gitmo Bros. We're the number one rockers forever. Go say hi to Chris on our social media because the Gitmo Bros are going to ignore you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we will see you next time on episode 57. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Ear and loathing. A rubber statue of your mom, and I want to (laughs) shove it up your ass. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next time for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.